Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. What I do is I help couples heal from infidelity and other crises. I also help them rekindle passion. And I also help individuals recover from trauma and be the person they truly want to be. I oftentimes use an approach called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, an evidence-based practice that helps people move on and become the people that they truly are meant to be. Today, what I'm talking to you about is breaking the grips of your dysfunctional family. Now, dysfunction is a word that's heard everywhere. If you've heard me talk about it before, I keep it simple. Dysfunction means that you're less of yourself. So all families have some level of dysfunction because we've all learned to adapt and sacrifice parts of ourselves to make it in our family, but it's on a continuum. Those that are less dysfunctional are families where you have been free to be more or less who you are finding your own self. So I have heard some horrific stories in my practice about how people are treated with abuse and neglect and how they were given such conditional love. I'll, you know, it's not like the, the parents said, I will love you only if you do this. But what would happen is as the, as the person tried to do something that was uniquely them, maybe the love with, was withdrawn from the from the mom and since little kids need mommy's love or daddy's love that they will give up who they are so they could get the approval and the love and prevent the withdrawal of that love from their parent Uh, again uh, it's not always has to be so obvious sometimes just being taught that you'll only i'll only uh, applaud you when you're perfect you know the father that uh, with a with a boy played baseball and he got three hits out of the four times up, but the father really gets upset with him for striking out <laughs> that fourth at bat. Uh, those kinds of things can actually play quite a toll and can direct a person's life. So how do we break the grip, right? How do we break this grip? Now, the first thing I want to talk about right now is there's something I call literal sight and symbolic sight. You know, because I've, I've done other YouTube videos and other things that I've talked about in writing and everything where people will comment about how horrific their family was, and it's very sad. Yet, if we look at things literally, what that means is, literal sight means if something bad happens to me, life is bad, or I am bad. And I encourage people to develop what I call symbolic sight. Actually, I didn't make it up. I've gotten this from other people. But symbolic sight, is when you look for what you can learn from this. Symbolize, what does it symbolize? What does it symbolize in terms of what I need to learn? So for example, if a person is molested, they could lament it, they could say how, you know, they could feel like a victim, or they could say, well, I guess what I need to learn is personal power. That I'm, and I'm not saying that any of these, these things that happen are good things, they're terrible things, they're hurtful things, devastating. But here we are, something's happened, come from this family that's dysfunctional, it's affected me, what is it, what are the lessons I need to learn? What do I need to develop in myself? It's symbolic sight. 
One of the things I might have people do is even say, uh, to practice gratefulness for what they're learning. Again, I'm not saying gratefulness for what happened to them. That's ridiculous. But gratefulness that through that process, what they are uh, given an opportunity to learn. Thank you, evolution, or thank you, God, or thank you, higher power, or thank you, life, or thank you, nature, or however you want to say it, for putting in me in this situation that forces me to grow in this area, to develop more assertion, develop more power, to, uh, to, to be able to forgive and to let go so that I can now share my newfound strength and help others as well. Thank you so much. There is something that uh, I, a phrase called the wounded healer, right? So when you're wounded, when you come from a family like that and you start to practice looking for what it is that I need to learn in myself, then you can oftentimes help others that have been through similar things such as yourself. You want to not only grow for yourself, you want to share your growth. Okay, so there's literal versus symbolic sight. The other, the other way of looking at life itself that I think can be helpful for someone who's been stuck in the grips of a dysfunctional family is this idea of power, this tribal power, which is the power we get from tribes. These days, modern day, tri uh, tribes are a biological family mainly. Uh, there's tribal power. But in the process of living life, most of us end up going to a place where we go, who am I and where do my needs fit in? And that's where we have the beginnings of individual power. I could talk about this for a long time, but I see life as going from tribal to individual power, where we start to develop, where that doesn't mean we sever ties from our family or our culture, but we start to differentiate within it. We start to become who we are. We break from the herd a little bit. We start to realize that that's my family and I'm part of this family. I don't have to reject this family. Sometimes people do have to stay away for a time or even forever, but I'm not saying that's necessary always. Usually is not. But what's more important is that you develop who you are. You find your own wants, you find your own wishes, and you develop that individual power. Very, very important as we go from tribal power to individual power. So when I'm working with people, there's really two things that are very, very important here. And one is body awareness. When one way to break the grip of this dysfunctional family is to get to know what's going on in your body. We have learned, those of us that have come from families where we had to give up parts of who we are, we have learned to adapt. And oftentimes we stop paying attention to our body. And a body holds a lot of knowledge. It also holds a lot of tension from trauma or from negative beliefs that we've held into us. Uh, but talking about the body, I want to tell you that you're entitled to feel good. You are entitled. If you're in a relationship where you don't feel good, there's a problem there. The problem might be the relationship. The problem might be the way you think about the relationship. The problem might be that you have to develop something in you, such as, you know, like I talk about with symbolic sight, but you are entitled to feel good. And you, I want you to be aware first, what's going on in my body? What does my belly feel like? Like when I'm with my partner, or what does my belly feel like when I'm with my family? And um, can I be aware of it? And can I feel my feelings? One of the ways that people stay dysfunctional is they keep avoiding their body. It's been so uncomfortable that they've avoided it. They gotta do something. You have to do something, anything, so that you can begin feeling your feelings and feeling your body. From that place, that's when you can begin 
to let go of tension. You can't let go of any tension that you're not willing to feel. So you go to your belly and you feel, wow, my belly is tight. I'm holding it tight. And then you could just notice how you're holding it. You could actually tense it up even a little more just to feel what it feels like to hold the tension. And then you soften your belly. Soften it, soften it. Be aware of how it feels to hold on, but then to let go. So you start to practice intervening with your body. This is so crucial in beginning the process of breaking that grip because you're starting to feel yourself. You're starting to intervene on your own body's behalf. And you start to find your power in that. Your power is to create better feelings in your body through first awareness, noticing how you, where you're holding, and letting go. A lot of psychological trauma from dysfunctional families is held in our body, not just our belly, our chest, our shoulder, our jaw, our face, around our eyes, even arms and legs. So you want to be aware, notice the holding. You could breathe into that part of the body. Breathe into anywhere that's deep. Breathe into your belly, breathe into your feet. Breathe into your kneecaps. And then exhale and think of your breath as you're taking in nourishing energy. And as you exhale, you're letting go of some of that stuff that you've been holding. So you want to give yourself that time to slow down and have the body awareness and to reflect. And you want to give yourself the solitude sometimes. You need solitude sometimes. Not, you know, obviously, we all have busy schedules and things to do. But we need solitude so we can do this stuff to break the grip. Second thing, first was body awareness, second is cognitive awareness. What is it that I believe? What are the negative beliefs that run me? Do I feel like I'm not good enough? That's a false belief. Believe me, it's just a story you've been telling yourself. Maybe somebody told you that story about you and you took it on and now you're telling yourself the same story. So you want to become aware of the beliefs that run you and then ask, what would I prefer to believe? I spend many sessions sometimes and definitely workshops just talking about this one thing. I have a technique called the Wafit technique. I won't go into detail, but the Wafit is an acronym for words, actions, feelings, images, and thoughts. When we imagine, what do I prefer to believe? I believe I'm worthy. I believe I'm good enough. Then you begin to create patterns of words, actions, feelings, images, and thoughts that support the new belief, which will sometimes feel strange at first but that's okay. We wanna have cognitive awareness of the negative belief that runs us, and then how do we shift that uh, negative belief into a more, I'd say, liberating belief? The first one's limiting, the second is liberating. And how do we do that? So sometimes it's difficult to do this on your own. I would really suggest get a professional such as myself. I work with people face-to-face, -face, but also virtually. I've done a lot of work with people in terms of helping them break free from the grips of the dysfunctional family and discover that they can really blossom into the people they would, they're truly destined to be if they allow themselves to have it. It's really sometimes difficult to do it ourselves because you know, we've developed these defensive postures and holdings in our body and the negative beliefs are there because they're there to just protect us and keep us loyal to the dysfunctional family. So sometimes you need somebody to help liberate yourself. So uh, what I really want you to know is that life goes on. You are bearing the fruit for future generations as you 
break free, you're helping your children break free or your nieces or nephews or whoever. So it's very important work. I would encourage you to click on the link that says seven, uh, the seven signs that you came from a dysfunctional family. It's very helpful. It gives you some information I didn't cover here. And I just wish you the best in your growth and developing your individual power. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 